Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender, Season 2, Episode 14, titled City of Walls and Secrets. I love this episode. It's so, so great. Like, not only... Not only is this a really good episode just on its own merits, but it also acts as an amazing jumping off point for the rest of this season. Because the rest of season two is this conflict that they've laid out in this episode between Team Avatar and the Dai Li. Contextually speaking, This really could be viewed as a mid-season premiere. It really does feel like that. Because this is very much the start of a larger arc. But also, like, it's just really, really good on its own merits. It's a phenomenal episode. So, first off, let's kind of talk about some of the characters, some of the groups of characters... That this episode introduces. Because this episode introduces a lot of important people. The biggest one, of course, is Long Fang. Grand Secretary to Ba Sing Se and head of the Dai Li. I love this dude. He is an amazing villain. He is so cold and calculating. The fact that he is... Some Earth Kingdom dude and not a Fire Nation spy or whatever, as he very easily could have been. Really exhibits the type of gray area that I really enjoy seeing from some of this show's best episodes. It's just fantastic. It's really, really solid. Like, he is an amazing villain uh, with some really great, really terrifying power in this city of Ba Sing Se. And, of course, the Dai Li, which he runs, they are, as an entity, absolutely horrifying. Like, they are so freaking menacing. Just some guys in robes that show up. And do some, like, Earth Gloves stuff. Capture you with Earth Gloves. So good. I I love the Dai Li. And they just get more and more scary as this season goes on. And then there's also Judy. This Ba Sing Se 
zombie person, basically, who's just smiling all the time and like, I hope your stay in Ba Sing Se is, is great. Also, don't talk about the Fire Nation. There is no war in Ba Sing Se. Judy is a really, <laughs> really interesting character. Really interesting little cog in this Ba Sing Se daily machine that I really don't want to say anything about because I feel like it'll spoil future episodes for those who haven't seen this show before and are just watching it for the first time along with me. Judy is great. Judy's freaking awesome. And I love just in general, like the city of Bossing Say. The city of Bossing Say is really its own character in and of itself. Uh, I love the very obvious class structure that we see of the outer ring, middle ring, inner ring. And all that stuff. Uh, Aang has a really phenomenal moment where he's like, yeah, this is why I never came here before. Because it's so radically different from how the monks taught us to live. Like, he's just disgusted by all of this. But it's also so freaking pretty. The city of Ba Sing Se is genuinely beautiful. It, it really really is. I love just staring at that city. Just taking stills of that city and just staring at them for hours on end. It's a really, really beautiful location with a very vibrant structure to it that in and of itself makes for something really, really interesting. A very fascinating dynamic for the remainder of this season because we are spending the remainder of this season in Bossing Say and nowhere else. So, right at the beginning of this episode, we get the train into the inner wall, into the middle and inner rings. Team Avatar meets Judy, and Sokka's immediately like, okay, we need to get to the Earth King to prepare this solar eclipse deal. And Judy is like, okay. Let's go on a tour. <laughs> it's it's so phenomenal. This whole big long sequence of exploring the city while Sokka's trying to say we need to talk to the Earth King. It's important matters about the war. And Judy's basically like, okay. No one cares. <laughs> it's really, really great. And then you go on the search for Appa. Where everyone's asking questions. And then Judy's like in the background. No, no, no. And everyone's like dodging the questions to not piss off the Dai Li. Which immediately establishes a precedent of... This city is going to be working against them in literally every possible endeavor. There's the moment where Judy is like, Oh, your request from your request for an audience for the Earth King 
has is being processed and should go through in about a month. Much quicker than usual. <laughs> it's so like it <laughs> It's such a defeatist moment. I love it. And then you have the party for the Earth King's pet bear. And I love the moment of self-awareness where Katara's like, the Earth King's having a party for his pet bear. And everyone's like, well, surely you mean platypus bear or armadillo bear or gopher bear. Because, like, everything is like two animals put together in this world. And Katara's like, no, it just says bear. And Toph has a line that has been seared into my brain forever. This place is weird. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) Only bear. This place is weird. Like, it's a phenomenal moment of self-awareness on the writer's part of being like, man... Isn't there ever just normal bears? No? Okay, that's strange. (laughs) It's great. I love it. So, like, Toph has this whole thing of, look, you can't pass for, for, like, the type of people who would go to this party. You you didn't learn high-class society like I did. And Toph's like, you don't have manners. (laughs) <laughs> and Katara's like, wait a minute, that sounds like BS, and Toph's like, I learned this stuff, and chose to leave it behind, you never learned at all, <laughs> meanwhile Toph is just being like, as unclean as possible, so then Toph just teaches Katara how to pass for like, a high society girl, while Aang and Sokka go in as busboys. <laughs> and they have this whole little chess match of trying to find the Earth King at this party while Long Fang's following him around. And Aang is trying not to get discovered, but then he absolutely get discover- gets discovered and then does some stuff of distracting everybody. With his avatar powers. Meanwhile, there's two guys who are sitting, like, right next to the bear. Which... Good God. Why? (laughs) Why would you want that? Why would you want to be eating dinner right next to a bear? Quiet! You don't know what I had to do to get seats this near the bear! (laughs) I love that line. I love that line so much. And then, of course, everyone just gets arrested as soon as the Earth King walks in. Like, nope! (laughs) Go away! (laughs) Meanwhile, you have this entire subplot playing out with Jet trying to prove that Zuko and Iroh are firebenders. While Zuko and Iroh are just, like, trying to settle into their new refugee life, they got 
jobs at a tea shop. Iroh, like, revamped the tea shop so that the tea is not terrible. And Jet's just spying on them the entire time, like, You guys are firebenders! Ah! And... <laughs> and... There's the one scene where Jet just steals spark rocks from Iroh, and he's like, you have to firebend your tea now, old man. And Iroh just borrows spark rocks from the next door down, the next na- next door neighbors, which is a very Iroh thing to do. And then, of course... Jet just barges into the tea shop and is like, You're firebenders! And Zuko and Iroh, or not Zuko and Iroh, Zuko and Jet just have this brilliant sword fight, which I really, really love watching. It is really fantastic. I especially love the shot of them just back-to-back, constantly just swinging their swords to one side. Like, it's... It's brilliant. It's a really, really brilliant action sequence that I adore. And then, of course, Jet gets arrested because he broke into a tea shop and assaulted the employees. Of course he's going to get arrested. And then we get our brilliant, brilliant ending of Aang, Katara, Sokka, Toph having this conversation with Long Fang where he reveals that The Earth King really only deals with cultural manners. I am in charge of overseeing the rest of it, including the military. So the king is just a figurehead, basically. Oh, no, 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 no. His majesty is an icon. A god to his people. Bullshit. Bullshit alert. Bullshit. And Long Fang just, like, obsessively lays out, like, if the citizens of Ba Sing Se were given day-to-day updates on an endless war, then all order would cease to exist. There'd be panic. All our traditions, our way of life would be gone. And he's just basically obsessed with keeping Ba Sing Se the same as it has always been. He's obsessed with quote-unquote order, which is really just, everything stays the same. Nothing changes. Nothing at all. And that's what makes him such an interesting villain. Like, he doesn't have any motivation related to the war. Really. He's just like, This is my city. I want to control it. I want to keep it the exact way I like it. Who cares about this war? We're just not going to talk about it. Like I said earlier, like they could have very easily made him like some Fire Nation spy. He's not. He just wants the city to remain how he likes it. And he wants to be in control. Like, such a... Simplistic motivation that in the context of this show is 
a neutral stance. Long Fang is the type of neutral no one ever wants to be. He's the type of neutral that just makes him evil because he's trying so hard to say so neutral. It's great, but they have this entire conversation, intercut with Jet basically being brainwashed, where Long Fang's like, you can't say anything about the war, you can't tell anyone about your stupid plan, none of this matters to Ba Sing Se, uh, we are going to watch you every second of every single day, because we can. Now, here's Judy to show you home. And it's a different Judy. And then it ends. My god. <laughs> this freaking episode. It is so damn good. And I cannot wait to go further into this plot line. Because, damn. Everything that happens in Bossing Say is absolutely extraordinary. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender, Season 2, Episode 15. Talk to you then.